Hi, this is Brad Constantine, and this is a podcast recording of the Doctrine and Covenants of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Even though this is not an official recording of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, every effort has been made to be as doctrinally and historically accurate as possible. Every day a new section of the Doctrine and Covenants will be released. I hope that you'll visit this often and be able to share this uh, with your friends. Thank you. Hi, and welcome back to the Doctrine and Covenants podcast. This will be for section 108. I'm going to read the heading first. Revelation given through the prophet Joseph Smith at Kirtland, Ohio, December 26, 1835. This section was received at the request of Lyman Sherman, who who had previously been ordained a 70 and who had come to the prophet with a request for a revelation to make known his duty. A little little background on 108. How many temples were built by the Lord's covenant people before this dispensation? Uh, There were four that we know of, at least. Solomon's temple and the three Nephite temples. Uh, the ones in Nephi's land, Zarahemla, and Bountiful. How many temples were built or planned to be built in the days of Joseph Smith? There were five. The Kirtland Temple, and the Independence Temple, the Far West Temple, the Temple in Adamondayaman, and Nauvoo. Kirtland still stands but is not owned by the church. There are currently temples in Far West and Nauvoo, but no temples have been built in Independence and Adamondayaman. See the, uh, okay, the following is about the temple that was to be built in Adamondayaman. A red brick storehouse was erected partway up Spring Hill, although it is grass covered today and cattle grazed there. Remains of the bricks can still be formed, can still be found, forming a slight rise or knoll on the surface of the ground. At the top of the hill, perhaps a mile from the storehouse, at a spot permitting a view of the surrounding country in every direction, a site was marked out and dedicated for a temple block. Elder Heber C. Kimball, who was present at the dedication, is credited with the following report of this event. After hearing of the mobbing, burning, robbing in Gallatin, Davies County, Davies County, and the region round about, the brethren of Caldwell went directly to Adamondiaman, which is on the west fork of Grand River. Thomas B. Marsh, David W. Patton, Brigham Young, myself, Parley P. Pratt, and John Taylor amongst the number. When we arrived, we, we found... When we arrived there, we found the prophet Joseph, Hiram, and Sidney, and hundreds of others of the saints preparing to defend themselves from the mob who were threatening to the destruction of our people. While there, we laid out a city on a high elevated piece of land and set the stakes for the four corners of a temple block, which was dedicated. Brother Brigham Young, being mouth, there there were from three to five hundred men present on the occasion under arms. This elevated spot was probably from 250 to 500 feet above the level of Grand River, so that one could look east, west, north, and south as far as the eye could reach. It was one of the most beautiful places I have ever beheld. So this is a little bit of a description of Adam on Diamond. When the revelation was given to build this temple, there were only about 100 members, approximately 20 families living in Kirtland Township at the time. All right, uh, Doctrine and Covenants 108 records a personal revelation given to Lyman Royal Sherman, confidant and friend of the prophet Joseph Smith. He, his wife, Delsena Johnson, and others of her family joined the church in January 1832 in Vermont. Lyman and Delsena moved to Kirtland, Ohio in 1833. In 1834, Lyman Sherman marched with Zion's camp and upon his return from Missouri was ordained one of the seven presidents of the original Quorum of the Seventy. On the 28th of February, 1835, he was was released from this position in April, 1837, because he had previously been ordained a high priest. The day after Christmas in 1835, while in conversation with the prophet, Lyman said, I have been wrought upon to make known to you my feelings and desires and was promised that I should have a revelation which should make known my duty. The revelation recorded in section 108 was given in response to that request. <clears throat> Shortly after receiving this revelation, Sherman participated with those given 
with those of, of his quorum in several meetings in the Kirtland Temple in early 1836, wherein anointings and blessings were given. After Joseph Smith's flight to Missouri in early 1838, dissenters in Kirtland sought to use the printing office and materials to foster opposition to the prophet. To thwart their designs, Lyman secretly burned the press. He moved to Missouri sometime prior to October 1838 and was made a temporary member of the High Council in Far West on the 13th of December 1838. In a revelation given to Joseph Smith while the prophet was incarcerated in the Liberty Jail, Lyman Sherman was called to fill a vacancy in the Quorum of the Twelve. Unfortunately, he died of illness at the age of 35 without learning that this sacred trust had been accorded him. Verse 1, Verily thus saith the Lord unto you, my servant Lyman, your sins are forgiven you, because you have obeyed my voice in coming up hither this morning to receive counsel of him whom I have appointed. Lyman Sherman, a man of great spiritual integrity, was responding to the direction the Lord had given it to him in coming to seek counsel from the prophet. The prophet knew nothing of the direction the Lord had given Lyman to seek counsel at his hand. It is a significant lesson for all that he received a remission of sins, not in this instance for attending required meetings, but rather for being responsive to the personal directions of the Lord to him. Verse 2, Therefore let your soul be at rest concerning your spiritual standing, and resist no more my voice. Forgiveness of sins brings peace of conscience, in which guilt is swept away. The soul is cleansed from the effects of wickedness and finds rest in the Lord without anguish for wrongs committed. Alma explained to his son Helaman that when forgiven, I was harrowed up by the memory of my sins no more. Resist no more my voice. The voice of the Lord is heard in promptings of the Spirit. These proddings must be heeded if we are to receive the blessings the Lord has, has in store for us. Regarding such promptings, Amulek testified to the people of Ammonihah, I did hearken, I did harden my heart, for I was called many times, and I would not hear. How long Lyman Sherman had been receiving promptings from the Lord to visit with the prophet is not known. It is evident, however, that his anxiety over his spiritual standing could have been a shorter length if he had not earlier resisted the Lord's voice to go to the prophet. In like manner, there are members today who resist visiting with their priesthood leaders concerning their spiritual standing, even though the Lord has prompted them to do so many times. How sweet is the comforting solace that comes from meeting with one's bishop and receiving the assurance that one can be at peace concerning his or her spiritual standing before the Lord. Verse 3, And arise up, and be more careful henceforth in observing your vows which you have made, and do make, and you shall be blessed with exceeding great blessings. Wait patiently until the solemn assembly shall be called of my servants. Then you shall be remembered with the first of mine elders, and receive right by ordination with the rest of mine elders whom I have chosen. The Kirtland Temple was near completion when section 108 was given. Beginning on the 13th of January, 1836, and continuing until shortly after the dedication, meetings were held in the Kirtland Temple at which there was a great outpouring of the Spirit. Many of the saints received revelations and saw heavenly beings, heavenly personages. Each of these meetings could, could appropriately be called a solemn assembly. The prophet Joseph Smith recorded in his journal the proceedings of the meetings of January the 21st and 2nd. At early candlelight, I met with the presidency at the West Schoolroom in the temple to attend to the ordinance of anointing our heads with holy oil. Also, the councils of Kirtland and Zion met in the two adjoining rooms and waited in prayer while we attended to the ordinance. Many of my brethren who received the ordinance with me saw glorious visions. Angels ministered unto them as well as to myself, and the power of the highest rested upon us. The house was filled with the glory of God, and we shouted Hosanna to God and the Lamb. February, uh, Friday the 22nd attended to the schoolroom at the usual hour, but instead of pursuing our studies, we spent the time in rehearsing to each other the glorious scenes that occurred in the preceding evening, while attending to the ordinance of holy anointing. In the evening, we met at the same place with the Council of the Twelve and the Presidency of the Kirtland 
and Zion, uh, uh, I'm sorry, the presidency of the 70 who were to receive this ordinance of anointing and blessing. The high councils of Kirtland and Zion were present also. After calling, were present also. After calling to order and organizing, the presidency proceeded to consecrate the oil. The twelve then proceeded to anoint and bless the presidency of the seventy and seal upon their heads power and authority to anoint their brethren. This meeting at which Lyman Sherman and his brethren of the, of the presidency of the seventy received their anointings and blessings was a great source of strength to them when they were sent to preach the gospel. Of these preparations, Joseph Smith said, We must have all things prepared and call our solemn assembly as the Lord has commanded us, that we may be able to accomplish his great work. And it must be done in God's own way. The house of the Lord must be prepared in the solemn assembly called and organized in it according to the order of the house of God. And in it we must attend to the ordinance of washing the feet. It was never intended for any but official for any but official members. It is calculated to unite our hearts that we may be one in feeling and sentiment and that our faith may be strong so that Satan cannot overthrow us nor have any power over us here. On Monday, the 5th of October, 1835, the prophet recorded, I returned home, being much fatigued from riding in the, tr in the rain, spent the remainder of the day in reading and meditation, and in the evening attended a, a council of the twelve apostles, had a glorious time, and gave them much instruction concerning their duties for time, and, for time to come, told them that it was the will of God that they should take their families to Missouri next season, also this fall to attend the, the, the solemn assembly of the first elders for the organization of the school of the prophets and attend to the ordinance of the washing of feet and to prepare their hearts in all humility for an endowment which, with power from on high to which they all agreed with one accord and seemed to be greatly rejoiced. May God spare the lives of the twelve to a good old age for Christ the Redeemer's sake. Amen. You shall be remembered with the first of mine elders. At this time, Elder Sherman, Elder Sherman was one of the seven presidents of the Seventy. The reference to the first of mine elders does not refer to the office of an elder in the Melchizedek priesthood, but rather to the presiding quorums of the church. The blessing promised to them was that they would be the first elders in this dispensation to be endowed with power in the Kirtland Temple. Verse 5, Behold, this is the promise of the Father unto you if you continue faithful, and it shall be fulfilled upon you in that day that you shall have right to preach my gospel, wheresoever I shall send you from henceforth from that time. Therefore strengthen your brethren in all your conversation, in all your prayers, in all your exhortations, in all your doings. Following the entry con conversation in the in the dictionary of Joseph Smith's day, we read, general course of manners, behavior, deportment, especially as it respects morals. This usage records with that accords with that of the King James translation of the New Testament. For instance, Paul says, For ye have heard of my conversation in time past in the Jews' religion, how that beyond measure I persecuted the church of God and wasted it. As noted in the footnote in the LDS edition of the Bible, Paul's reference is not to his speech, but rather to his conduct. Verse 8, And behold, and lo, I am with you to bless you and deliver you forever. Amen. I bear testimony that these scriptures are true and that as we uh, apply these to ourselves and magnify our callings and, and do those things that we're supposed to, isn't it interesting here that Lyman Sherman uh, was going to be called to the Quorum of the Twelve but died before the call was issued? Uh, I wonder how many other people are like that. Anyway, thanks for being here. Uh, I know that these things are true and say that in the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Catch you next time. Bye.